Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. And they were singing, bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys was drinking whiskey and rye, singing, This'll be the day that I die. Bing, bing, bing. This'll be the day that I die. What's up, everybody? Let's try this one more time. You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. Oh, goodness. Only one pie today, Jimmy. Oh, my god! If you are listening to the audio-only version of this, then you missed out. You need to go uh, onto YouTube at your earliest convenience and watch the video version because Jimmy just took a pie to the face. Yeah, and I my face smells like pie. <laughs> it smells like whipped cream. It actually smells like candy in here. It smells pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you say that, and then once it gets really close to your nostrils, it's a whole different scenario. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to lick your face. Ugh, gross. I know my dog does. That's for sure. Um, wow. Could you believe it, Josh? We did it. We did it. 300 freaking episodes of this podcast. Pretty crazy. Uh, never thought we would get here when we started. I thought we'd probably do it for maybe like half a year. <laughs> I thought we'd just do it for fun for a little while. I didn't think we'd probably have that much to talk about that we'd be able Mm -hmm. to keep going. I mean, did you think? No. Well, I mean, I'm I'm so used to, you know, it's LA. Things start and stop. You don't start a project thinking like, this is going to be a five plus year project. Yeah, we started in July 2014. So we are coming up. No, we passed Past five years. Well, technically there are 52 weeks in a year. 300 episodes would make you think that we've done six years of the podcast, but we cheated a little in the middle there and we would do two episodes a week for for a little while. Yeah. (laughs) I guess we even, did that. Yeah, it's either. crazy. Yeah. Well, I guess we kind of did it again whenever like the commander product comes out. Right. That's short term. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, enough. it's kind of crazy because as we move into this next year, it's actually going to be probably the busiest year for Commander ever. I mean, almost certainly it will be. If you yeah. watch our announcement video with Gavin, you know why. Yeah. Um, today's going to be a really special episode, though. We're going to go back through our backlog, talk a lot about our past, as well as episodes that we think you absolutely must listen to. But more importantly, 300 episodes means that we're going to do 300 divided by 10, 30 giveaways. <laughs> 
We're going to send out 30 prize packs to different people, uh, and it all involves is you just tweeting, Facebooking, or Instagramming at us, and uh, we'll show a little footage of all the prizes we have laid out on the table here. But there's tons of cool stuff. We have some Throne of Eldraine collector boosters in there, too. Yeah, there's all kinds of Ultra Pro product, a lot of different play mats, and we've got tons of stuff. As we go through this episode, we're going to be talking about the different ways that you'll be able to enter to win. So pay attention as we go through. This is also like a really fun opportunity for us to kind of I don't know, look back at some of the things we thought or talked about at previous mm-hmm. times and see if we still feel the same way or we still think those same. I mean, our, our format has evolved and grown as this show has. As have we. As have we. We're as, definitely different people. Yeah. <laughs> older. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I think it'll be fun to go through, reminisce a little bit. We have some funny stories that maybe we just aren't able to tell, but looking back at different episodes, we've got a, some inside stories about funny things that happened that maybe you haven't heard about. So Totally. Uh, but before we get into everything, we got to thank... Someone who's, or an entity that's been with us for a long time, not quite all 300 episodes, but a very long time. Very long time. Cardkingdom.com slash command zone. If you use that affiliate link when you order your magic products, singles, anything at all, you know, it is the holidays. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, I got to admit, I haven't even started Christmas shopping yet. That's why Cyber Monday, Black Friday, I'm just like, thank goodness for the reminder. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of stressing out about having to get holiday gifts for everybody. Card Kingdom is... Just perfect for that because if you play Magic, you probably have a lot of friends and family that play Magic. It's a great place to go. Also, at this time of year, you want to order from somebody who you know is going to get this stuff to the place on time because it has to beat the holiday. You don't want to get there afterwards. You want to get there in January or something. Card Kingdom, the best shipping in the business. They really are the fastest and the best. So cardkingdom.com slash command zone. And they have a bunch of deals right now too for the holiday season. Uh, Another sponsor of the show and a big reason we're able to send out so many prize packs to you all is Ultra Pro. Again, they've been with us for a super long time and they just make the best products in the business when it comes to Magic the Gathering for everything that's not the actual cards themselves. But that doesn't mean that they don't make things like relic tokens to help you represent your tokens on the battlefield amazing quality playmats i can't tell you how many playmats i've had now for five six plus years that are still the exact same quality and are still like i still use them and they're amazing we use them for our playmats as well when you support ultra pro you also support the show so the next time you see some in a store go ahead and pick it up and the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone. In fact, we shout out one lucky patron every single episode. This episode is dedicated to Michael Hogaboom. Michael, you rock. I was trying to come up with a Baron Von Doom. Oh, <laughs> Baron Von Count, yeah. Yeah, because it's Doom, Boom, Boom counts. goes I the dynamite. Know. I didn't come up with anything. Okay. Boom goes the Michael Mite. All right. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, there's there's a lot to talk about here, so let's get started. I don't know that we've ever had an episode with this many pages of stuff. Yes, I went through and I broke down all of our episodes in chunks of 30, so there's going to be 10 chunks uh, as we go through it, and um, we're also going to tell the time period. So let's just begin at the beginning, July 2014 to February 2015. The first episode we ever did, we talked about my Marchesa deck, and it's a deck that we've talked about, if I had to guess, probably like... 50 to 60 times we've mentioned it minimum at least at more least. than that yeah because yeah we we i don't know what do you here's a question what do you think is the card we've mentioned the most on all our episodes it if the prophet of krufix hadn't been banned it definitely would have been that but at some point we stopped talking about it because it got banned so do you <laughs> think it still is though did it accrue enough mm. i don't know if it can beat vidalkan orrery Vidalcanori's got to be or up maybe there. just the word flash or instant speed. Right, but I mean card. Yeah, I think Vidalcanori's up there. At, at a certain point, it was like Consecrated Sphinx. Maybe. Yeah. Um, 
for a long time we would say insurrection a lot because oh, it was just yeah. kind of our go-to talking about like game winning cards expropriates probably on that list yep yep uh, expropriate definitely has taken the place as a better end game just yeah game. oh for sure yeah way better than, it, than i think that shows how our <laughs> our gameplay has evolved as well less creature based these days uh yeah so that episode one was uh it was like commander 101 yeah you don't have to go back and listen to that one do not actually and i was even we listening get a lot Go ahead, John. I was listening up to like episode, episode like 100, and we just kind of like, we don't even really have that much emphasis. It took us a while to find our, our, yeah. our groove, our mojo. And now we have this like bubbly, like, what's up, everybody? <laughs> we're talking with action, and you know, we're happy to be here. Kind I of also mood. feel like we weren't, maybe we were correct at the time, because it's been a long time, but Commander's yeah. changed a lot. I did listen to episode one for fun, like <laughs> a number of months ago, just to see, and I agree, our toned down voices are a bit different, but also like a lot of the stuff, I was like, oh, I don't agree with that. that yeah. Like, what did, I, what did I just say out loud? That's not right. Yeah. But maybe it was right at the time. Uh, anyway. I would okay. think it was right, writer. That's not right. even the right word, but it was probably more correct at the time. <laughs> All right, don't worry. We're not going to spend this much time on every episode. Yeah, In fact, yeah, we're yeah. not even going to talk about every episode, just the notable ones. But episode number two is another notable one because it kind of set the tone for I think a topic of discussion that our show is known for Mm -hmm. that we tackle and come back to, you know, quite often. And it was our first politics show was politics and negotiations. Uh, One of our more iconic episodes, because we were talking about politics and we also, this was the Sun Tzu's Art of War episode. Uh, This was definitely a Josh Lee Kwai special. And we'll talk about a few more episodes uh, on this episode that are basically the similar concept, which is take a historic text and apply it to Commander. Um, And thinking about it, because one of our future episodes coming up is going to be very similar to this. Mm -hmm. And I went back and I looked at the Sun Tzu quotes and stuff. And do you think those teachings still apply? Oh, for sure. Sun Tzu's Art of War has applied for thousands of years or in whatever. everything. Yeah. Like every part of the life. Yeah. If you're, in, if you're a lawyer, if you're a doctor, if you're in, you know, big corporate CEO, it, there you will find uh, ways that it applies. So absolutely. Now, did we draw the right conclusions at that time? Um, who knows? But I think that episode stands up a lot more than our first episode. <laughs> yeah, certainly. I would actually almost want to think that that is the first episode of the yeah. show, right? It would be great if it was. Yeah. Uh, well, well uh, now let's, we can do a little retconning. Okay. Uh, the next one we're <laughs> going to talk about is episode eight which was our cons of tarkir episode with gavin so this was our first time collaborating with gavin verhey at san diego comic-con no less now it's funny to think about because this was 2014 mm-hmm. in about july when we when we recorded the episode because it was comic-con time gavin said that it's been about six years that he's been working on commander legends by the time it came out so at uh, that moment yeah. when we were talking with him he must have been in the incubation stages of coming up with what Commander Legends is. That's so funny. Because those developers and designers, they have so much knowledge that they just can never share. It's, yep. That's really funny to think about that. He definitely had that in there. And we actually had to, because we were so scared at the time, we didn't really know, like, this is the first time we had a guest. Not only was it a guest, but it was... Somebody was from Wizard. Coast yeah. employee, yeah. So we actually had to run the episode by Watsi to be like, hey, is everything okay here? Gavin didn't spoil anything that he shouldn't have said about anything about. They actually it. required us to do it. So that was part of the agreement when we got Gavin on was that yeah. we would send it to Wizards and they would double check it to make sure that there was no information in there that wasn't supposed to be out. Because originally we recorded it and we were like two and a half months before Cons of Tarkir was going to come out. Yeah. And we were all excited because we were a new podcast and this was like a big coup to get somebody. And the funny thing that happened was we got it done. We sent it to Wizards of the Coast and they sat on it for like six weeks. Oh, that's right. We had to wait for so long. So we were like, no. And then by the time it came out, it was like all the information you said was already in articles and stuff that people yeah. knew. And we were so disappointed at the time. I get why they did it. Like, because they didn't, like we were nobody. They didn't want like spoiler. Yeah. They didn't want us revealing stuff for the first time. It made sense. But at the time we were just like 
please, oh, rip our hearts please. out. Yeah. Well, all 6,000 people that listened back then, I'm sure, were like, what a disappointing episode. <laughs> I remember some people were like, we already know all this stuff. And we were like, yeah, but when we recorded it, you didn't. You didn't, yeah. And we had to bring all of our gear to Comic-Con and record it on the kitchen table. That was another thing that we had, too. It was like a really hot room. Um but it turns out that Wizards did know who we are, are, because by episode 17, we had our first ever preview card. That's kind of crazy to think about it. We were only 17 episodes in, so we were only like three and a half months in or something, four yeah. months in. Yeah. 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 And um, that card was Impact Resonance. We'll show it on screen now. It's not good. Okay, Jimmy. Pop quiz. What does it do? Do you know what Impact Resonance does? It's like one in a red. Oh, you're right. The next time a source of your choice would deal damage to something, mm-hmm. you, you you Impact Resonate it? I don't know. <laughs> is it a, what, what kind of card is it? It's an instant, red instant. You're right. And it Which... has a guy like going like this. <laughs> yeah. He's like yeah. posing weird and something's like hitting him. But I, I honestly just don't know what the text actually does. I know what this card does because very recently I actually put it in a deck for the first time. So it's in my feather deck. Oh, it's in your feather deck. It's one in a red for an instant. It says, deal X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures, where oh. X is the amount of damage a source has has uh, dealt, dealt to an opponent this turn. Or I something. see, okay. And so, like, you swing with Feather, you pump it, you hit something for five, then you impact resonance, say deal four to that thing and one to Feather so that it goes back to your hand. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. It's okay. not a good card, but it is. <laughs> Wait, what? It's in your Feather deck. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, good there. It took five years to find a deck for it, but... <laughs> you know, that does say a lot about cards in Magic and how you should definitely keep an eye out for yeah. them as well. Uh, yeah, it's easy to just cards. never think of impact resonance again, but it is I very good in the Feather it. deck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Now, we are, there are a lot of other episodes that we did write down, but we're not going to talk about all of them today for the sake of brevity. Uh, if you do look in the show notes, though, you're going to find out when we first guested with people like Jason Alt or, you know, the people from Brainstorm Brewery or whoever else. So you can see a lot of those sort of more iconic episodes. And but that brings us... The most important thing here is we're to our first giveaway break that's here. That's right. We have reached episode 30. By the way, the time period was... Uh, all the way up until February 2015, so almost a year, uh, like July to February. Um, Six months, yeah. So this is the first giveaway. There are going to be three winners for every giveaway, and this one is going to be a Twitter giveaway. So on Twitter, you tweet at us at CommandCast, and you use the hashtag CommandCast300, and please include these at the end of the tweet so other people can see your answer as well. When did you start listening to our show? And do you have any fond early memories of our show or maybe when you first started playing Commander? I'd love to know when people entered into the Command Zone podcast era and whether or not you were there for episode eight with Gavin when we did not say what we wanted to for several weeks after the fact. Did you listen to episode one like when it came out? I I, I want to know how many people are still around from that era too, for sure. It's yeah. not that you mean more to us than people who just found us. No. And, the and giveaway listen. winners will be yeah. random. Yeah, it'll so be random, it's, but it's, I'm just curious. Yeah, and but I'll definitely interact with you and be like, hello, you are... It's like Eric Landis, Jake <laughs> yeah. Travers, and, you know, we know all their names because there was only five of them back then. <laughs> <laughs> and they happen to use Twitter. So, again, on Twitter, just tell us when you started listening to the show and make sure that you add us at CommandCast and use the hashtag CommandCast300. Again, put those at the end of the tweet. All right. Uh, okay. So now we're in episodes 31 through 60, which is our, this is our sophomore Sophomore year, year. Yeah, February 2015 to July 2015. There's a lot more highlighted episodes during this, so maybe we start to hit our stride now. We're 30 episodes in, half a year in or so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a must-listen uh, episode is the first one we ever did with the professor when we uh, talked about EDH accessories. And honestly, I mean, a lot of the things he says back then still do apply today. I think that was the first time we argued about double-sleeving. <laughs> and the arguments never stopped up to... Yeah. Yeah. Now that was episode number 31. You know that the professor at that time, this was around February 2015, only had about 25,000 subscribers on YouTube. Wow. He is about to cross. In fact, by the time you're watching this, it's possible he's crossed it or 
either way, he's very close to crossing half a million subscribers. 500,000 subscribers? That's so, amazing. Yeah, Four years of growth for, it's basically 100,000 subscribers a year at that rate. Pretty insane. So, yeah. Prof has just been prolific and, you know, we get to say we knew him when. <laughs> Back when he had hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that time, there were plenty of people listening to the show who didn't know who he was because yeah, that's, th- that's unheard of now. Yeah, You can't talk to somebody yeah. who plays magic who doesn't know <laughs> no, what the professor prop, is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or can just hear his voice and then immediately pinpoint who he I is. I can hear him from Portland right now. Yeah, so. oh yeah. Um, episodes 32 and 33 were the first time we ever did viewer-listener questions, which also I think is a signifies that we were growing, getting more interaction with the show. But we named them Question Quest because we didn't really have a better name for it. We weren't good at naming episodes back then. I think I like to think we've gotten a little yeah. better. And we've learned, I think you probably have noticed out there that when we do mailbag episodes where we do a bunch of mini topics and we answer questions from the audience, we don't put the word question in the title anymore. We put one of the interesting questions as a title. Yeah. Because people just tended, we like, I remember these two episodes, we put them out and like nobody listened to them. Nobody watched them. They didn't, they didn't care. Cause then we were yeah. like, oh, this and title's does, kind of suck. What does question quest even I mean? I don't know. We were getting cute for no reason. <laughs> it's literally just quest quest. And one of the words has four extra letters. Uh, don't name your episodes that. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that's what we put on here. Lesson. Lesson, yeah. Don't name episodes <laughs> that. Uh, the next episode, well, not the next, but the next one we're going to talk about was episode 36 where this was the moment, this was our first instance on the show where the rules committee came in and made a rules change uh, while we were doing the podcast. And this was when they changed the tuck rule. So this is so long ago now, I bet a large portion of our audience has no idea that it used to work this way. So cards like Chaos Warp and Hinder, there's a bunch of cards that they take a card in play and instead of destroying it or exiling it, they put it on the bottom of your opponent's library. Or in the library, X cards from the top. It yeah. just tucks it into the library. So, yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to put it on the bottom. Just make them shuffle it into the library. It's the same as tucking it in there. Right. And this used to be... You used to do this. If somebody targeted your commander with a Chaos Warp, you would have to shuffle your commander into your <laughs> deck and then... Your commander's just stuck in your deck now. And Unless if you don't have a tutor or something, <laughs> that, and it was a, a way to get rid, uh, quote unquote, permanently of commanders. And they decided um, that it was, I think it was because of the manifest mechanic mm-hmm. and the way that they decided, they sort of defined how commander, it, like the card type commander worked. Like if you hit somebody with a manifested commander, it still does commander damage. Right. Like it's tied to the card, not the text or whatever. Anyway, so in that process, they just decided the tuck rule was just confusing and not fun for people that built their decks around their commander. And so they said no more tucking. Especially if you're like, we're a mono red commander deck that didn't have access to tutors. Like how That's are you true. ever going to find that card again? If yeah, mono white. Like gone. if it's not an artifact commander, yeah. And so they change the rule. And this is where the rule comes from that anytime the commander changes zones, you can choose to put it into the commander so or in the command zone. And that also changed the rule where if it gets bounced in your hand, you could choose to put it in the command zone if you felt like. Yeah. Uh, exiled out of your graveyard, you could put it in the command zone. You didn't used to be able to do that stuff. It was it used to be a lot more risky to put your commander into your graveyard if you wanted to, too. Yeah. Because <clears throat> if it got exiled, it was just gone. You're just in huge trouble. Yeah. yeah. I honestly didn't realize how format changing the tuck rule was. Yeah. Because it, the changing of zones thing is a huge part of, of strategy now as well. I mean, is it still the biggest change that's happened to Commander while we've been doing the podcast? I think it probably is. Probably is. The mulligan yeah. rules, I think, are impactful, but they don't change the way that you wouldn't have to think about 
should I play my commander if this person can just exile it forever into yeah. my library? And that's not good, you know? Yeah. So. You, we used to run sack outlets like a lot more just because if they cast warp it, you sack it and put it in your command zone. Yeah. And you still should run sack outlets, by the way, but like <laughs> we used to run tons of them. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and on that episode, that was, we had the Godfather himself, Sheldon Mennery from the rules committee on to talk about the change. And at the time, Jimmy and I did not like the change and uh, we were polite, but we, we grilled him a little bit. Yeah, we also recorded it pretty late. I think we recorded it around 8 or 9 p.m. We I rushed home. Yes. It was my birthday. I rushed home and I was like, cool, let's do this. I'm Because we booked Sheldon and we were so excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we like set it all up and yeah, that was actually really cool. And and Sheldon obviously has is a huge part of the format and everything that has to do with it. So it was cool to have that was like our first, I think, like big name guest. So let me ask you, what do you think of the tuck change now? I think it's fine. I think the most important thing is that it's not fun for people that aren't trying to play in that more competitive, like cutthroat way. Yeah. And that's the big thing. You don't want someone, like I can imagine playing for the first time. It's like, I got my commander around. It's like, I'm putting it in your library. You're never going to see it again. It's like, oh, <laughs> well, there goes the fun of building but a deck now around my the whole commander. Deck does nothing. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, I yeah. think more and more now decks are built around specifically the commander. Well, well, I mean, that probably happened as a result of the tuck rule yeah. having happened. But I agree. I think it did make the format better, even though I kind of liked the tucking things and yeah, it was and the, fun and the fear of it being tucked and that really messing with you. So high stakes magic. <clears throat> but I do, th I, I do admit that over the long term, I think it's been a. Uh, to the benefit of the format. Yeah. The next two episodes we're talking about are uh, one of our top 10 all-time episodes. And we'll have a list as well as what we think our top 10 all-time episodes are. And it was the Mana Bases episodes from 39 to 40. Josh, you basically taught the world how to construct a commander mana base. Uh, yeah. I, I, you I wrote the book the world. on it. <laughs> uh, these are good episodes and they do stand up. I think most, you know, all the information is still good. So if you're having trouble with mana bases at all, um, our episodes 39 and 40 they still hold up so i would i would go check them out i think yeah, yeah. hey listen we were episode 39 out of 300 and we did one of our best episodes then so it's about one tenth right yeah 30 -ish. We, but we hit our stride pretty early yeah or late i, I can't tell all right still uh, hitting our stride the next must watch episode in another of our top 10 picks wow this is almost two in a row politics and politics we were on a roll that is not a good title but it's p political tips and tricks i kind of like that <laughs> It should have been politics and tricks. Yeah, or how to how to politic in EDH. Sure. Right. <laughs> if we see a bad name, we're just going to revise it now. This was uh, a bunch of our little negotiating yeah. and manipulative social tricks. And listen, they all still work. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the cardinal rule: you got to give a little to get a little yep. as well. So we've talked about this many, many times, but this was the first time I think we really dove into like sort of like unveiling our like our little secrets that we use around the table. Oh, so cute. <laughs> it's fun. It's one of the things I think we still enjoy about the format the most. Yeah. Episode 52 was really fun. We went to GP Vegas, the first one ever, and we had lots of special guests. We had Christine Sprankle, who's now returning to the cosplay scene. I couldn't be happier. Uh, the Brainstorm Brewery Squad, and that was a lot of fun. And we actually had our a huge private party back then as well. Yeah. we a commander party. Yeah, that was our first commander party at GP Vegas. I think we had, you know, around 200 people, which was pretty big at the time. We just rented out a ballroom and invited a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Um, that grew two, two years later when we had like over 600 people that got kind of insane. We were s kind of stupid for trying to run it just ourselves, ourselves with like yeah. a couple people to help. Um, and then, then they officially did the commander thing. I can't help but feel a little responsible for them going like, I feel responsible. Yeah. For where it. they're like, Oh, well they had a ton of people show up. Maybe we should, we should do that. And this is great for us because then we don't have to run it. Yes. Uh, and they can just show up and enjoy it too. Yeah. So they had a huge party this year, which I'd say had around 600 people at it too. And they had a whole, 
you know, obviously they do the command zones and stuff at the event now. So it's, it's amazing to see how far our format has come in that regard, because back in that day, we had to rent the space and do it ourselves because there just wasn't room for a gathering of a large gathering of commander players yeah. within the actual GP. You were just looking at side tables and hoping they don't move you too often. Yeah. And I would say Magic Fest have evolved so much since that first GP, that second GP Vegas, because that was at one point considered the biggest, the largest, the one to go to three GPs in a row. Yeah. And Vegas has now it's I'd settled down a little bit It hit that peak. And I think it's found its better balance but it's still big but it's not so crazy yeah. Yeah. but it is notable it's the first time ever that they had the command zone at a magic fest as well and that has definitely set the precedent for i think what's going to be happening a lot more in the future as well all right so that's going to take us through july 2015 and now we're at our second giveaway point here so all right so to enter this giveaway three winners as well here you're going to answer on facebook so we will post about this episode and all you have to do is reply to that post and tag a friend so did you and a friend get into the game together? You can tag that friend or someone else. And I would love to know, and we'd love to know, who are your favorite content creators when you first started? Or like, how did you get into the content world if you're starting to listen to it now? Are we the only show you listen to? Or were you a fan of X person and then you went over to us from there? Just let us know. Share a little bit of history and, and how it sort of changed for you over the years. We'd love to know. Yeah, very cool. All right. Now we're on episode 61 through 90, which is July 2015 to the end December 2015. Um... <clears throat> yeah, we, we started doing a color wheel series here, Jimmy. Yep. Uh, this was your idea to sort of delve into the colors and how they work and, you know, why they do what they do. Yeah, this is episode 66, 75, and 79. And it, I, I took a lot of like what Mark Rosewater used to write. Uh, you know, he used to write these huge long articles about colors. And he actually came out with a really interesting one recently talking about how red and white, the color wheel, the way that they were balanced is because it was meant for a 1v1 20 life format. So they're more aggressive, and so they're easier to win in that regard, so they didn't need to have the longer game plans, which does not work with Commander. So it's really interesting to see how the, the, the how their outlook has changed about the color wheel as well over the years. It's also interesting to see how Commander is making them sort of think about yeah. game design, and definitely we've both had conversations with Mark about that type of stuff, so it's definitely on their mind, which is cool. Yep. Um, we also did a bunch of EDH archetype series, so oh yeah. we did one about tokens, uh, we did one about Voltron. Um, so these are just, you know, I think there must listen episodes if you want to just find out more about a deck type that you want to play and how to win with it. And we've done smaller episodes over the years. You just did one with DJ about how to win with an aggressive strategy. Right. So that's sort of similar to the Voltron one. Yeah, that episode 68 is Token Talk. We had a cool name for that one. Yeah, Token Talk. Episode 76 is Voltron. We didn't have a cool name for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Voltron just... vibes. I don't know. Voltron value? That doesn't work, actually. <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. That uh, actually takes us through episode 90. Yeah. So that means it's time for another way to enter our giveaway, another three winners. And this one, you see we've done Twitter and Facebook. Now we're on to Instagram. We just started an Instagram. A big thanks to Craig Blanchett, who's been helping us run it as well. You can make a post on Instagram, and basically all you have to do is tag at CommandCast, and again, use the hashtag CommandCast300. And I want to see you all post your favorite commanders or your favorite EDH archetypes. And, you know, maybe it's like, I love Voltron because I have this deck. It's my feather deck. And you fan it out and show it in a picture. Or do you find yourself avoiding certain archetypes? Let us know. All you have to do, again, is tag us as well as the hashtag CommandCast300. Oh, I also should mention that you need to be following our accounts so that we can also track you better and message you when you win. Yeah, so that's on Instagram. Bunch of ways to win. Yes. There's a bunch more coming up. But bunch now more. we are into... Um, the early part of 2016 we're going through august 2016 this is episodes 91 to 120 episode 93 was when profit of crufix got banned Oof. um they a lot of changes yeah they also standardized the mulligan rule at this point and then 
they changed, what is it, rule four or whatever. The one that said you used to not be able to even create mana outside your mana, your uh, commander's color identity. So let's yeah. say you had a city of brass, but you were playing Sidisi, which is Sultai. You couldn't tap the city of brass and say, I'm adding a red to my mana pool. Even though the city of brass says, you know, tap, add one color of any, any color, color yeah. to your mana pool. They changed that rule uh so that cards like send triplets and things would work. Mm-hmm. Or if you stole a card with a blue card and that card had an activated ability that was red, well, you should be able to use it if you have the ability to create mana of any color. Yeah, and after this uh, most recent episode of Game Nights, which you probably watched just a couple of days ago, I wish they'd never changed that rule. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think those changes were all good, Josh? No. Are they positive? Proof fix, fine, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. rule four or whatever. Uh, no, no, yeah. I, I, I think that was a really good rule change just to allow some things to happen that hadn't been happening without so. like really changing the rules at all yeah i think private of crucifix it was eventually doomed to be banned i mean we talked about it all the yeah, time true. it's just like the single best thing ever in magic i i, I and in noticing the value a pattern problems. because we talked about paradox engine we, we had a saying paradox engine good and then they yeah. banned that profit of crucifix got banned what card are we talking about a lot now Uh-oh. appropriate mm. Hmm. we definitely aren't talking about iona <laughs> 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 well, speaking of banning, episode 94, we talked about the most ban-worthy cards in Commander. So let's see if we got any right. Oh, cool. of course. Profit got banned, and then we we're like, oh, let's talk about bans. Okay, so let's let's uh, list the cards one at a time, and then we'll say right now whether we think they should get banned or not. So, Concert of Created Sphinx. No. No. Mizzix. No. No. Sarah Ascendant. No. no. Blightsteel Colossus. No. no. Felidar Sovereign. No. no. Iona. No. no. Palancron. No. Dead Eye Navigator. No. (laughs) Hermit Druid. Maybe. (laughs) No. (laughs) Narset. No. No. Animar. No. No. Cyclonic Rift. No. No. Tooth and Nail. No. No. Yawgmoth's Will. No. No. Mind Slaver. Yet. No. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sensei's Divining Top. No. No. Soul Ring. No. no. Mana Crypt? No. no. Blood Moon? Yes! Yes! <laughs> Absolutely! Absolutely. Ban that sucker! <laughs> uh, Gaius Cradle? No. Yeah. Tabernacle at Pendril Veil? I mean, I could see them doing it just because it's an impossible to get card and no one's going to get their, you know, <laughs> feelings hurt. One, of yeah, course. Of Every course. once in a while he pulls it out, but yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't think we thought all these should be banned. But we were just talking the discussion, should they be? Yeah. That's funny, because that list, I don't even think... Like, maybe two of those cards are still on the list of things I think might even be talked about being banned. And now yeah. we've got things like, uh, what's the card we're talking about? The most expropriate, maybe, yeah. or something. Like, yeah. a lot of cards, a lot of turnover on that one. That's that's interesting. Episode Our- 100, the baby brother of this episode. Yeah. Uh, we were like, we got to do something special for episode 100. So, we live streamed it. And- we live streamed, built a commander deck live, an Ailey. Deck. Eternal Pilgrim, yeah. It took like four hours. We yeah. had we had a bunch of people playing Commander at a table behind us while we did it. The audio quality was just garbage because uh, yeah. we had lavalier mics. Uh, we had special guests playing in the background, and every time someone got knocked out, they would like ring a bell, right? And they we would, would come it. over and be like, what happened? What happened? Yeah, and they would tell us, oh, this and this happened, blah, blah, blah. It was like Josh Kim, Craig. Um, By the way, the Ailey deck that we ended up building uh, turned out horrible. Yeah. It's all over the place. It's hard to build with chat because you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You do Then you do like 20 of those cards, and then you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do a little bit of that. And then yep. before you know it, the deck is completely unfocused. But 
<laughs> it was fun to hang out with everybody. We gave away a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and it was a live stream, which is something that, you know, thanks to our Game Nights Kickstarter, is something that we're going to be testing out next year as well, thanks to your support. So hopefully this time it'll be a bit of an improvement, and you'll actually get to see people playing Commander instead of just talking about it. Uh so the next episode is 110 that we're going to talk about, and it's one of our top 10 picks for our top 10 episodes of all time, and it's how to play faster. Please watch it. If Seriously, if you haven't listened to that episode, you owe it to yourself and your playgroup to watch, learn, listen, and then tell your playgroup about it so they'll do the same thing. Yeah. The format in the game is so much more fun when it's smooth and fast, and it really... It's really easy to just do a few things to make the games just go at a much better clip. Yeah, and even if you're making mistakes doing it, it's better to make a mistake playing fast than playing slow and also making mistakes. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, episode 110, that's, that might be a top three episode, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another must-watch episode, because it is the first episode we ever had video on it, was 111, Make a Wish. So every episode before this, we were not on camera? Yeah. We talk about multiple times, we were like freaking out. We were at Rocket Jump with the TV behind us. We got the logo behind us. We were like, yeah, look at this. Heck, look how we, good our thing We were implementing TVs from the beginning. Oh, we just had the logo at the bottom. <laughs> uh, and then we like forgot to say, what's up? Welcome to the show. Because we were just discombobulated yeah, by the whole thing. Yeah, at the end, there's a little extra clip of us being like, what are we, what, do we like throw up the peace sign? I was like, we always totally did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many different elements. Yeah. But that one was fun. You get to watch us like sort of walk through being on video for the first time ever. Yeah. Interesting. And we had a preview card, right? It was soul separator. Yes. Do <laughs> not right. ask me what that does. <laughs> how, about how much mana it costs? I have no idea. I don't even know what color it is. It's a, it's an artifact. It's a three man art. I only know. Oh, yeah, I looked yeah. at it. Oh yeah. Cause it, um, it creates a token that's got the power and toughness of the yep. thing and another and token that just has the abilities and it's abilities, like a 1-1 one, yeah, one or something. It's a 1-1, one, one, yeah. Yeah, it creates two tokens, but one's the power and toughness and oh yeah, I forgot. So it's a three mana card that costs five to activate. Oh, I've literally never seen it in play even a single time, ever. Let us know if you've played it. Okay. Uh, episode 112 is another must-watch episode and it's many. It's one of the many times that we've discussed how to foster a healthy play group. This is another... Um, topic of discussion that just tends to come up over and over over the years as yeah. far as sort of handling the social dynamics of running a playgroup, which I think is an important part of the format for sure, because you yeah. can't just play one-on-one. You need to foster a bunch of friends that want to get together and play. And we'll be talking about this forever, I feel like. Yeah. It's just one of those things that oh, there will always be something to discuss. Uh, and then on episode 114, we went back to EDH archetypes and we talked about super friends, which also probably has changed quite a bit now. And, you know, we have yeah. sort of had the ultimate planeswalker episode more recently. So this is a good start back then as well. All right, that takes us through episodes 120. So that means it's time for another giveaway. Three people could win, and we're back to Twitter. So again, tag us at CommandCast and use the hashtag CommandCast300 and answer this question for us. What kinds of series do you think that we should tackle more? Do you want to see more color wheel stuff? Do you want us to talk about more archetypes, more things like budget builds, et cetera, et cetera? Let us know. We'll take it into consideration. All right, very cool. All right, now we're moving into August 2016 to March 2017 so this is a big chunk here episode 122 we previewed a kaladesh card which was padim and we had an interview with mark rosewater and gavin verhey at pax um this was the year jimmy you got on stage at pax and helped to announce kaladesh as a set and they did this yeah. whole to do it was crazy it's nuts they they ran out this entire theater they had cosplayers all over they just basically took over the whole city block 
it was really nuts because the prior year they had done that, but with um, the Eldrazi. Right, uh, they had like an Eldrazi like statue or whatever. Yeah, like tearing outside. apart like a cop car and stuff. And but that, I mean, this it was crazy. Like yeah. you were on stage, there was hundreds of people in the audience. They were had this big screen, streaming out. Everyone was like clapping and cheering as they would show these new cards, and it was Kaladesh. That's like one of the more powerful sets in the last, you know, decade or so. Where did the Paradox engine come from? Yeah. <laughs> so really, really, really cool. Where did um, Aetherflux Reservoir come from? Yeah, that, yeah. that set had a lot of powerhouses. Not to mention they had changed the uh, expeditions into inventions at this point yes. as well. And we had oh, the four yeah, mana Chandra with four abilities on it. Pretty very, cool very time. Very, cool. Um, I was also there. I did a blog, uh, sorry, a vlog uh, sort of behind the scenes. And that's where some of the... Uh, Mark Rosewater, Gavin stuff was like, we did all that at once. Yeah. Pretty cool. And, you know, if you did see that vlog or want to see more vlogs, let us know if you liked it. Um, we're going to try and make it out to more Magic Fest next year on the East Coast, potentially. Uh, so if you if that's the kind of content you'd want to see more of, it's something that, well, I've been doing for quite a while. So it's definitely something that we could potentially put together. Yeah, I think that's a good question is, do you enjoy the sort of when we go out to events and make some content while we're there? Is that something that's interesting to you? Because if it is, like, that's an... Um, another reason for us to go do it and might make it possible for us to go is like, oh, we can turn it into a video mm -hmm. and now we can make it sort of half of a work trip. It might make it a little easier to, to sort of make it happen. So, all right. The next episode we're going to talk about is 127, which is another one of our top 10 of all time in our estimation anyway. In our personal opinion, It's yes. card draw versus card advantage. So this is an important lesson in differentiating between those two commonly used phrases that I think a lot of people get mixed up all the time. I was recently in an argument on Twitter about somebody who I was, I was saying how bounce lands and why they're basically card advantage. Right. And it was just, the Twitter's not conducive to this kind of, you don't uh, have many characters to discuss yeah. the intricacies of how you're essentially kind of drawing a card with those. Yeah, exactly. Why they're card advantage. Um, but anyway, I think this episode is really a must watch for, it, basically anybody because it really is there are some corner cases and some interesting things lines of thought or things to think about mm -hmm. as far as the difference between card draw and card advantage we think they're synonymous they're not and there are times when you want one and not the other yep and then episodes 128 through 136 we discussed the four color commanders oh yeah this was when commander 2016 came out yeah and uh that was fun i mean do you think we're gonna have a return to four color commanders anytime soon I hope so, because that, that was my favorite commander set of all time. Uh, the partner commanders obviously helped a lot with that. Yeah. And so I... Traxa. Yeah. And amazing I'm, cards. You know, I like a lot of colors in most of my decks, so I, I would be very excited if they brought back four color commanders for sure. How about you? I hope so. Yeah. I, I would love to see it next year. I think it'd be awesome to just see more cards to say partner with as well. All right. Uh, another thing that happened, and this is not... We're not going to talk about game nights much because it's not episode 300 of game nights. <laughs> But heaven forbid, <laughs> yeah, right around that same time, we did release out of the box, which was our pilot episode of what became Game Nights. It was um, Jimmy and I, of course, Craig Blanchett and Josh Kim were the guests, and that was the start of something. Who won that? Did I win that? I won, I think, one I think of we the played games. two games, yeah, and I won one because I think you misplayed with a rubble hulk in your hand. Uh, uh yes, you could have killed me, but you forgot you had I, a rubble I forgot. hulk. That Blood Rush was a thing, yeah. and then I died, yeah. Around this time, we also launched our Patreon, uh, and Game Nights Episode 2 was also released around there, which was the four-color commander. So this was a really exciting time for Commander for us. Obviously, we felt compelled to do a lot of things at the same time. So, And I would say that we can trace sort of most of our, our, our large growth that's occurred 
in the channel in the last couple of years to that moment. Yeah. Um, right around Commander 2016 and Game Nights coming out, there was a lot of focus on the Commander format at the time. Game Nights really took off pretty fast. And, you know, that was definitely like a turning point for all of our content. Yeah. All right. Next up is another top 10 episode. It's episode 149. It's actually one of our lower viewed episodes we've ever had which is a shame because it's a very important one and it's one i think it's the most common that i link people when they ask us questions yeah. it's the creative process with your very good friend rob Pryor. who is rob so rob is a world renowned artist he's a painter he gets on stage and paints with like you know i don't know whatever kind of whatever rock star or whatever hip-hop you want pop yeah. artists on stage he's and he, in the he back paints live and he's ambidextrous he paints with both hands and he had a piece in the louvre the year that we did this like he he's legit um he does a lot of pop culture gaming stuff as well too he does uh, a lot of um like, concept arts like he's worked for spielberg and you name it he's worked marvel with, all those yeah. guys yeah so yeah he worked with stan lee right before stan lee passed away he was actually in the middle of a project with him so oh, wow. rob's just a guy that's super creative and knows a lot about the creativity and has been around the block for sure and so we had Rob on that episode, first of all, painting, but then also talking with us about the creative process and how um, that works. And this was also sort of Jimmy and my origin stories, uh, us getting out there, like who we are, where we come from, how we got into this, what we think about creativity and the creative process and content creation and stuff. So yeah, we always talk about it on the show and urge people to go watch it. And, you know, honestly, they never do. So I hope <laughs> this time you listen because... I- it is the the episode that... We uh, also have Rob painting in the background live. He's doing like an amazing orc from Warcraft and yeah. it looks so cool. Yeah, it's... Like that's just fun to see. It's definitely worth checking out. So please do if you, if you have the time. Um, oh, one I forgot to highlight here. We're going to go back a little bit. Is 141. Oh, yes. Which is Machiavellian Machinations. And this was in the lineage of the Art of War. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, where we took The Prince, which is a book by Machiavelli and did the same thing where we sort of took its lessons and applied it to EDH. You know, I think these episodes, there's a lot of talk about game theory influencing real life decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, like in the, in the 1940s and fifties or during the cold War, there was all these like think tanks that would use game theory and try and like, you know, apply that to like geopolitical decisions, (laughs) right? This is us going in reverse, taking real world stuff and using it uh, for game theory, which I always think is interesting. Yeah, and so much of it applies, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, time for some more giveaways. This is three more winners, and this one is going to be on Facebook. So again, just reply to the post. You can answer this question or the one before it. What were your favorite Game Nights episodes? Maybe from the early episodes that we had, the out-of-the-box ones and those next few. Or do you have any fond memories of big plays from those earliest episodes? So again, just reply to the post on Facebook, and you'll be entered. Yeah, don't just answer the question in a comment or a message to us. You have to find the post on Facebook where we ask these questions and then answer them. Yeah, that also helps us track where all the answers are because if you just randomly send to a message somewhere, it's going to get buried and we won't find it and you might not be entered. Yeah, you probably won't win then. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, we are going to keep talking. We're halfway through now at 150. We'll be doing the next 150 episodes, uh, but we're going to take a quick break first and hear a message from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right. We are back talking about the 300th episodes we have been through as we are on the 300th episode. We are now on episodes 151 to 180. This is March 2017 to September 2017. Another must-watch episode, what we consider our top 10, is the Commander Deck Building Template. So we have talked many, many times about how to build a commander deck. We always talk about the 10 of this, 10 of that, 5 of this, 5 of that. So this is just the episode where we break it all down, and it's in one handy place. If you want to know how to build your first commander deck, maybe, check it out here. Know what statistics should be inside the deck, and it's something I still adhere to today. Yeah, it's episode number 151, and I would say Jimmy and I are pretty good at building functioning pretty strong decks from version one because of this template and we do it a lot because of game nights it's yep. not like we're playing decks on game nights a lot of the times that we've been playing for months and months and months we have to build those things test them a little bit and then play them on camera because we don't have the cards that far in advance to be able to do a, yeah. a ton a ton of testing and a lot of those decks are very good and it's a testament to the deck building template because we're just going off the ratios and the, and that deck building knowledge and there's we coined some stuff like enhancers enablers and some yeah. other some yeah. other terms that we still use to this day so again episode 151 top 10 episode one of our most watched episodes for sure if you haven't checked it out i think even if you're already a good deck builder there might be some little tips and tricks in there yep. that, that you might find useful Episode 152 is the first time we talked deeply about the variants you can play in Commander. So oh, yeah. if you want to spice up your Commander night, learn different ways to play, you can check this out. It's something that is also pretty often asked on the show. So it's, it's just a good one to listen to. Let's say like you're thinking, oh man, I don't know what to do over the holidays. I'm going to have a bunch of people over. Maybe we want to do something special, something themed. Um, and also a variant that we played recently was the White Elephant variant. Oh yeah. That you saw on Game <laughs> Nights, uh, our most recent episode. So that's a really fun one. Maybe you can all try that out as well. I actually like that variant of like have one of your friends choose a bunch of decks of theirs that are on the same power level yeah they're, they're more likely to know like oh my these four of my decks are about the same and then play those in a pot and it is fun to play a deck that somebody else built yeah and they, they might also it's kind of like a cube experience they're like i'm going to make sure that all five colors are represented or there's going to be no blue or something and see how it runs yeah that's a that's a cool idea um all right episode at number 156 this is another one of our top 10 episode picks. Uh, again, too close together here. We must have... They come in twos. It comes yeah. in twos. Right now at the park. <laughs> All right. This is the importance of mana curve. So back in the old days with Partial Paris, which was your ability to draw seven cards and then choose which ones you wanted to keep. Say, oh, I like these three. And then put the other four back in and draw four more cards. Crazy, by the way. Yeah. You could build decks very differently. And then once they changed the mulligan rule, it became a lot more important to build your deck, quote unquote, correctly. You couldn't like cheat. You needed a little bit more lands. You had yeah. to worry about your mana curve more. I think also probably back in the partial Paris days, we probably should have worried about mana cur curve more, but the format was still in its infancy. And I think one of the big changes in commander over the years is just decks being more efficient. Yeah. Having one drop, two drop, three drop slots being more important than just stacking the five and sixes. Uh, and just knowing that if you're able to get out to a nice, consistent, even start and you build your deck in a way that's going to give you that percentage 
chance higher, it's going to be better for you. And of course, now we have an even better mulligan in place because it's a standardized mulligan. This is the first time that the mulligan changed and we all realized, uh-oh, we can't just have sketchy hands all the time because we can't be like, all right, I'm going to keep a soaring and two lands and dump the rest of it. Right. You know? Yeah, I think mana curve is very important and is specifically one of the level up moments for me was realizing how my commander and the CMC that my commander is should affect the curve of my deck and how I build its ramp yeah. and and how I build the plan of the deck. If it costs three mana, uh, there's a lot different cards I want than if it costs four. And so episode 156, definitely worth checking out. Yep. All right, episode 162, we had Jason Alt from the Brainstorm Brewery on as a guest. And I think this was the second or third time he'd been on. the second time. But he returned to the show to discuss playing Commander, but saving money while doing it. And this is so important. I mean, we've been doing this for five years now. Yeah. There have been times where Josh and I are like, well, we can't find the card. So I guess it means I'm buying another shock land. Do I even need Yeah, one? come on. Oh, that's, that's, another, that's five, ten dollars again. Uh, okay, well... We got to build a show for the, for the episode. We got to have for game nights. And so we've had a lot of time to make those mistakes. Jason is someone that is incredibly professional when it comes to the financing side of EDH. That is their specialty. So it's a really good episode to listen to if you want to learn how to save money. And I'd say the recent lessons I've learned is um, organize your cards a little better so you know what you have. That's a good point. Uh, one of the lessons I believe Jason gave us on this episode that I still use to this day, which is, hey, if you're buying a card, think about buying two of them. Because if you want it, Good chance somebody else does, and it's probably going to go up in value. Yeah. That has served me well over the years. All right. Episode number six, number 164 is a must-watch episode here. It was our guide to how GPs work. So it's still true. They're called Magic Fest now, but they still work basically the same. And because commander players are often casual, we hear from people all the time who have just never been to a live event, and they can be intimidating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can definitely be something where, like, you don't know how it works, so you don't really want to show up to a thing that you don't know how it works. And so this was our attempt to sort of take off all the mystery about it and say, this is how it works. Now you can feel confident walking in there and knowing what's going to go on. And it's much less intimidating than you think. Still, a lot of people think that you need to pay to even go to a Magic Fest. Not true at all. You can just walk right in, find the game, play, and not have to spend a single dollar. The only time you're spending is time, quality time, with brand new friends you're going to make at the GP. So that's 164. Episode 169 was the first time, or one of the first times that we had a question bag, question quest episode. But We, we learned to, not to name it after, not to put the word question in. Yeah, but we, this was how many infinite combos is too many, which is a great, that's a nice, you know. It got a lot more views than yeah. question quest. <laughs> and we found out that people were totally fine that it was just one of the many questions that we answered because there are a lot of interesting questions that we answered and one of the really important ones that we talked about was giving advice to content creators um i think at that point we felt like we had a lot more under our belt we knew what we were doing and so as a result we we're like okay we can tell you all what we think is important to learn when it comes to making content i think game nights had been out for a little while then and so there was a lot of people coming to us at that point sort of looking at our stuff and being like, I want to make stuff like you you, and what cameras are you using and yeah. what software are you using and how are you thinking about things? And so, yeah, anytime I get a question about content creation, I point them to this episode, which is 169, how many infant combos is too many and go to 34 minutes and 30 seconds in and that's where we answer that stuff. However, got to say, we just recorded an episode that's going to be titled better. It's not going to be called anything about infinite combos. It'll have content creator in the title. So it'll be easier to find uh, that's going to answer a whole slew more questions because over the years, we've just gotten a ton from prospective content creators or even people that are already doing it. Oh, oh, oh. somebody's unprofessional. Show. I know, right? Content creator advice. Make sure you turn your alarms off. Make sure you turn the alarm off on your phone. Unless it was an important alarm, in which case, keep it on. 
Is the apocalypse happening? Uh, there wouldn't be an alarm for that one there. <laughs> I don't know. What if you planned it? You know, you are, uh, you're like Ozzy Mandias. Okay. Um, yeah, that episode actually might also be a top 10 episode, the one that we just did about content creator advice. Possible. Top Possible. 11? Who Possible. knows? Top 11. Well, it's not we we, we kind of have to get rid of one yeah. to make it in the top 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That would, we do, would we do top 10 episodes when we're at 600 episodes? We would Man, do top 20. Yeah. Wait, why do you think 600, dude? That's another <laughs> four or five years. That's crazy talk. All right. Next up, we are now we've reached episode 180. So we're going to do another giveaway. This one's going to be on Instagram. So again, all you have to do is post on Instagram, tagging CommandCast and using the hashtag CommandCast300. Let us know what your favorite hidden gems in Commander are card-wise, and are there, is there any secret tech or cards that you think should be played more, or ones that you want to keep all to yourself. Don't worry, we're just going to be awarding winners. We won't share your secrets. Yeah, we're just choosing people at random. Make yeah. sure you're following us on Instagram, too. All right, so now we're up to episode 181 through episode 210. This is t- September 2017 to May 2018. Hey, we're getting close to the We're present. getting to modern times. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> episode 183 was threat assessment... Uh, and us talking about memorable moments from game nights and sort of breaking them down and talking through the scenarios and the decisions that were made. Yeah, this is actually really interesting because it's one of the few times that we have like literal camera evidence of what happened. So you can really look at the situation and be like, huh, interesting. Now in retrospect, I see X, Y, and Z. And you get to do this all the time. You mentioned a lot when you're editing because you just have to watch the plays over and over and right. over and over again. Yeah, I like the fact that we have a shared experience with the audience of some games so it's easier for us to talk about in-game uh, decision-making because yeah. that's one of the things that's just really hard. I think all content creators, they talk about deck building all the time and I say this a lot too, uh, but it's hard to talk about the actual gameplay because it's just hard to get everybody on the same page. Mm-hmm. So I think we're actually maybe getting up to the point where there's been enough epi- episodes since we did this one with new scenarios that we can talk about and do this again. Let us know if you liked that episode. That's 183 and would like to uh, see us do more of that. Yeah, leave a comment below. All right, one episode 184. I think this is a must watch because it includes potentially one of the best artists I consider him to be absolutely like top five artists for Magic the Gathering for sure. ever. Uh, it's Jesper Ising, an incredible artist. He comes on the show and he broke down his process when it comes to making the iconic art for his Magic cards. It's really fascinating to hear from the perspective of the artists themselves. Jesper, uh, a very longtime friend of the show, huge commander player as well, and he's done some of the most iconic art that you've seen, and it's just always beautiful and stunning. So, really fun episode with the Jesper there. Yeah, you you better bring your strong decks if you're going to play against Jesper. His, yeah, his he, decks are good. He will combo you out in like three or four if not careful all right uh episode 187 was what are the most powerful commander decks or were, i think it was just called the most powerful commander right. decks and uh we broke down at what were at the time some of the most powerful cedh level decks and what their combos were and how their strategies worked um it was like Zer and... Zer the Enchanter, all those the Doomsday combos yeah. and all that good stuff. There was Thrasios and stuff like that in there. And so you have an interesting question here, which is, so 187, that was sometime, you know, during like early 2018. Yeah. And since then, had have any commanders risen to the forefront since this episode? Like, if we did this again, most powerful commanders, what are some newer commanders that maybe were, would be on the list? Well, we've talked about a lot. It was also our preview card. Urza is definitely a consideration now for that list as well. Yeah. Um, Golos is a deck that you made for Game Nights, and we saw just how powerful that could be. There's a lot of different things out there now. Uh, one might say uh, Moldrotha or Yerik. Moldrotha is very pow- powerful. Yerik, uh, yeah. I think Najila, that's one of the most mm. powerful decks in the format, so that's on the list. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kenrith. Kenrith, Our yeah. favorite five-color 
king. Lots of different cards. Let us know if you think there are others that we may have missed here. Oh, this next one's one of your favorite and another top 10. I think this is my favorite episode we've ever done, and it might be directly related to the amount of time spent coming up with the outline for it. So this was episode 190. It was called, or is called, Lessons from the Great War. Um, maybe a bad title because nobody really clicked on it, not as many people. Maybe but now they will after <laughs> listening to this iconic episode. We, we tell have them some the titling issues. I think it's it's funny. They've gotten much better yeah. as well as the thumbnails. We I'll say our yeah, thumbnails oh, yeah. back in the day used to be the most bland. Blah. Yeah. Well, we have people that actually like Ashlyn spends like real time coming up with thumbnail ideas yeah. and stuff. So and she amazing. does a great job. Yeah. So episode one ninety lessons from the Great War was about World War One, and it was similar to the Machiavelli and the Sun Tzu Art of mm-hmm. War episodes where we took a historical, instead of a document, we took a historical incident. Event. Yeah, World War One, and we looked at what lessons could be learned and then applied towards EDH. And, you know, I talk about all the time how I love history podcasts and stuff, and this was a really cool way. I've actually gone back and listened to this episode maybe once or twice since mm-hmm. we did it. Um and I think we did a pretty good job of tying it all together and telling the story of the war, the beginning of the war, really. Um, the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, the, the, it's a crazy, like, the story of World War One is, like, a crazy story that is hard to believe on a lot of levels. And then learning the lessons for a commander, because people are actually making decisions in wartime, you know, that yeah. are, are similar to decisions you face in commander as far as, like, metaphorically. So, yeah, this is probably my favorite episode we've ever done. Uh, And again, probably because I spent like 40 hours just on the outline because I was really scared of messing up information about a historical event. Yeah, one that's been very well documented as well. But there's plenty of literature out there on it. But you know what? Why not just listen to the episode and let's condense it down for you? (laughs) Episode 196, top 10 biggest or 10 biggest mistakes commander players make. Uh, I think we consider this in the top 10 as well. Yes. And commander players, we definitely do make a lot of mistakes. And those mistakes oftentimes are the reason that we lose games. And it's something that, you know, no one wants to make a mistake that lets them, makes them lose the game. We're okay if it makes a mistake and it's like, ah, oh, some some small thing happened. We didn't, maybe we missed a, a, a combat step or something. Or yeah, something. one trigger. But if the, the game ending mistakes that happen maybe on turn six, but you don't realize happens till later. So there's a really important episode to listen to if you're finding that, you know, maybe you can't close out games or you're just not getting the W even though you feel like you're getting it maybe two thirds of the way through the game. Maybe you're making one of these 10 biggest mistakes. If you haven't heard episode 196, I dare you to go back and listen to it and there's no way there's not at least two or three of those top 10 that you've made. Yeah. That you do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do like half of them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're moving all the way ahead to talk about episode 205. So this was when DJ Jumbo Commander made his first appearance on the show to talk about playing one of his favorite archetypes. And that is control. So this is almost like an EDH archetypes episode which oh yeah it's a good point yeah which we just did the aggro one with dj so clearly he likes those kind of topics yeah and control and aggro couldn't be more different and i think it speaks a lot to how dj plays as well as how powerful he builds his deck and obviously dj has a storied part of our history as well and he's going to be coming up so it's just fun to see him come in for the first time i didn't even realize he was in town and lived around us yeah that's episode 205 and just keep that in mind because we're going to find out that that was pretty fortuitous timing. Yeah. As far as like, we didn't really know DJ very well. No. We had played Commander with him once and then he was on our show once. And then you'll see he's going to pop up in our story, like you said. But first, 
Give a give a give a give a giveaways. So this one's on Twitter. Three more winners for Twitter here. I don't know why I said it like stats, but it was. I don't know. Give a give a give a give a give a give a Yeah, or Karma Chameleon. So again, tag us at CommandCast. Use the hashtag CommandCast300. Who have your favorite guests on the show been? Uh, and you know tag them as well to let them know that you love them being on the show and is there anyone that you wish us to see us bring on in the future as well tag them let us know yeah find that twitter post you just go to our command cast profile and again reply to that twitter post yeah rather than just uh adding us okay uh no go ahead take it away all right episodes 211 to 240 from may 2018 to october 2018 so we're getting through 2018 almost to the current year which is almost 2020 which is crazy Episode 216 was the M19 set review. And we've done a lot of set reviews in the past, but this one was extra special because this was the first time that DJ was on set filling in for me because I had gone off to New Zealand to film Mulan for six months. Yeah. This was June 2018. And this was 11 episodes only after his first appearance as a guest on the show. (laughs) It was like, I think literally he was on the show and then... We had known for a while that the Mulan talks were happening, but mm-hmm. it didn't get locked in until sometime in between those 11 episodes where you were like, yeah, I'm going to be gone. Got to go, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that guy was pretty cool. Maybe he'll fill in for you. <laughs> well, it's fine because, you you know, you tried, you know, Alex Kessler was on the yeah. show. We brought Ashlyn on, but we need someone that could consistently do it. And DJ was, I think, the best choice for that. And... Y- I love DJ. He's a great, great guy. He has an amazing personality. He really sees the way the the game in a different way than I did as well. So it's you know we, you know Marshall on uh, uh, his podcast limited resources. limited resources. They've switched co-hosts over the years, and it's always fun to see the new dynamic that occurs when the new co-host comes on, but Marshall stays on with them. Yeah, I think DJ just ended up being you know serendipitously the perfect fit as far as like just really easy from even the very first episode fit yeah. right in just had a really good flow uh filled in for you really well to the point where like if i'm not here dj can fill in for me and mm-hmm. be with you and like the just the luck of finding that person at that exact moment i mean yeah, that almost right? makes you believe in fate like it's crazy 11 episodes yeah so dj filled in for the next six months for jimmy um one of the episodes he was here for was episode 229 this was when we were discussing commander 2018 and whether it was a success or a failure. So Ooh. at that time, yeah, a lot of talk had been circulating about the set and it was pretty controversial. People were mad because the reprints in particular were pretty bad for that set. And that was the year, I believe, that they raised the price on them for the first time. Yeah, and this is coming after one of the best sets ever for Commander. So I think a lot of people had a bit of disappointment. I was gone. I didn't really have much of an opinion. I was just kind of seeing from afar being like, eh, they look okay. Yeah. So we kind of came in and, and we talked about what we thought was was were, was going on with the commander set and, and what we liked and didn't like about it. I don't think we were as harsh as a lot of the community was, but yeah. the reprints were definitely like abysmal. But good good time to ask the question: Do you think Watsi has learned from the lessons of that set based on the sets that we've seen now in 2019 and also sort of the path forward? And I would say the answer is I think so. I think they they did a much better job in terms of like knowing we need to make these decks one play really well with each other and function and do a better job of the reprints. And that's a, I, that's just something that I think is very objective. And it's going to be very hard for people to ever be fully happy with it. But I do think it's important that they finally have really fully realized both in writing and in planning that Commander is the biggest and most important part of Magic right now. And I say that without a hint of like... Bias? <laughs> bias, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> actually true. It's just straight up... I mean, outside of Kitchen Table Magic, I think 
almost every single person that has a say in the matter recognizes that Commander is the most popular format. Yeah, it used to be like the rhetoric was like, oh, it's pretty popular. Oh, it, oh, it might be one of the most popular formats. And now it's just most people are like, yeah, it's yeah. The, most, the most popular format yep, in all yep, of Magic. Yep. Uh, I'll say I agree that they have gotten a lot better, very, very good, in fact, at designing the decks and the cards. They've just, they work well together. They play well together. They're very powerful out of the box. Not that you have nowhere to go with it with mm-hmm. deck brewing, but they're strong. The reprints, I agree with everybody out there. I've been pretty bad and they didn't solve it this year. They got slightly better, but like 10% better is not what we need. Yeah. I believe they could put one fifteen to $20 staple type card in each of these decks and it would be fine. The market wouldn't go crazy. And that's, that's what they should do. Uh, that seems fair considering that commander is the most popular format and access to cards is a barrier to entry for a lot of people so fingers crossed for 2020 yeah also notably uh when we started this show melissa detora was working for wizards i think not when we started the podcast okay when we started the podcast she wasn't and then she joined as a temporary contractor yeah, left year. and then came back and i think that's a, a lot has changed at the company as well so i think that you can almost directly link a lot of the changes there as well to like how different products have come out whether or not they're you know designed well and I, it's great to see you know, we've been here for the whole time and we've seen them go through these different stages and hire different people and, and bring in new talent. It's been pretty cool. And we should shout out Glenn Jones too, who's a friend of ours. Yes. You know, he started the Masters of Modern podcast. We were, you know, obviously friends with Alex and involved in them creating their podcast. They have similar logo and music to us and things like that from the from the start they did. And Glenn has gone over there and he's working heavily in the Commander products and things like that. And, and is one of the reasons that they're designed so well. So big shouts to Glenn and Melissa and Gab and everybody else over there. Yep. Um, all right. Ooh, another top 10 time. This is, again, these might be, yeah, this is maybe top three even episodes. And I, I hope we can, I'm amazed that you didn't spend as much time on this as that you did on the Great War. We probably, I probably didn't spend as much personal time because we farmed out a lot of this. So right. episode 238 and 239 are our EDH gameplay stats episodes. <laughs> stats. These are the ones where we had people collect a bunch of data on gameplay uh, MTG Mudsta, Commander Clash, uh, Star City Games, Commander Versus, Game Nights, which honestly, Game Nights has such a... We come out once a month. Our catalog is so much smaller. We were barely a drop in the bucket as far as the data was concerned. Yeah. Most of the games were those other content creators and took down a bunch of, of, of data points for each of those games. And this is where we'll refer to often on the show about like the winningest color is black uh, or green. Those were the top two or a turn one soul ring actually makes you lose more Slightly than it makes you more, win. Yeah. yeah. And how powerful is going first? Second, very powerful. Forward. You yeah. get like a four or five percent win equi- equity just by going first. What's the winningest card in Commander? Cultivate or mm-hmm. Kodama's Reach, something like that. That all of that those statistics and those things that we're saying come from these two episodes. And I think it was the first time anybody had ever done this on the scale that we did, because we hired like yeah. five or six people and you know because of our patron, because of our sponsors and things like that, we were able to use some of those resources um, to to get some data. And listen, 300 games, or it was a little over 300 games that we took, which is, is a small sample size, I will admit. But it did give us some clues. And what I'm hopeful is that we can do that again maybe now, get another three or 400 games in. Now we've got 700 Fine, games. yeah. Yeah, see what's happening. So I'd be anxious, or I'd be excited, I guess, to, uh, to follow this up. But I do think these two episodes... Um, 
are among our, our best as far as most interesting because of the stuff we were able to, questions we were able to ask and sort of the clues we were able to get. It spurred a huge discussion in the community too. A lot of people that were statisticians or people that had more experience in math took the same data because you guys released it obviously and they analyzed it themselves. And you know, there's so many different factors that go into it, player skill level, deck construction, just luck of the draw. But you know, you want some signposts out there and you know, we always used to complain that the you know rules committee didn't do this right. enough. And so this was our, you know, your stab at, at starting that process going. And, you know, I think it's fascinating and hopefully we get to do it again soon. Yeah. Something else you could do again soon is enter to win stuff. That's right. We're back to the Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, find the post that we post, reply to it, pan, tag a friend. And the question that we're asking here is, what do you want to see from future commander sets now that we're going into what's looking to be the busiest year ever in commander? And... Do you think Watsi really needs to do anything specifically? Is it just reprint the cards that you want, or is it print cards that are acceptable variants of those cards? Is it bolster red and white, or is it underpower mm. things like blue? Who knows? Let us know what you think. Again, answer on Facebook, and all you have to do is reply to the post of this podcast and tag a friend. Okay, two things. One, my answer is I hope they make white better. I agree. We've been hitting that pretty hard, and we're going to continue to. Uh, two, on Facebook, our... You need to follow us on on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'm assuming I'm asking Jimmy because yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's doing this. I'm assuming that we're gonna post these questions and stuff intermittently. It's not gonna just all be there, right? You're gonna yeah, have to yeah. pay attention we'll, to that. We'll have a post for the there's okay, so there's there's 30 giveaways total, yeah. and we're giving away uh, stuff for 10 people in each. So for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, there'll be 10 winners from each. So that means we're gonna have different posts for all of them. So just make sure you're on the lookout. So we'll post the so same. Over episode. the course of a couple of days, we're gonna ask like one of these questions, and then when you reply to it, you're entered to win. Yep. But it's not like you go hit follow, then find it right away. We might not have posted it yet. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that was clear. All right, now we're moving on to uh, the first part of this year. So we're from November 2018 to June 2019. We're almost... so close. Yeah. We're at episode 242. Uh, This was things every player, commander player, shouldn't do because it might be costing you games, friends, and fun. This is similar to the big mistakes, but a lot of these were more like... Don't pull out your phone while you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things you and DJ got to talk about. It sounds like a fun episode. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that that's out there as well because there is more than just like don't misplay. You know, it's yeah. like don't insult the players. Don't break a promise. Small things like that have a big effect. And DJ, of course, loves, I think, that side of talking about how to foster healthy play groups and all that stuff. That was something that he talked about a lot when he was on the show. Um, and that sort of ties into his last episode, uh, which is 246. Not his last episode ever, but his last episode before I came back from New Zealand, which was Jumbo Politics, which is a topic that DJ brewed up on his own. Jumbo Politics. I, I mean, love the name. You could tell how good DJ fit into exactly what we do here because for his last episode, I was like, listen, it's your last episode, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. And he said good let's do a politics you know my thoughts on politics it, and i think it's also a thing that like on his channel the way he does things it's hard for him to have a discussion about it because he's doing right. deck techs and it's just him you know it's hard to have a discussion with yourself <laughs> and so and he's a very political player you've seen him again on game nights recently on extra turns on the first game nights he was on yeah he likes to get in there and mix it up socially so and it's, it's one of the fun or one of the reasons playing with dj is so fun so yeah yeah Episode 249 uh, was an interesting one because we've evaluated so many cards now in the past. We do set reviews for every single set. Every time new commander stuff comes out, we talk about every notable card, but we are not perfect. And so this episode was great. 
Josh went back and found a lot of the instances when we evaluated cards. Uh, potentially not the best. Uh, perhaps a little, uh... Per another half, it wasn't the best. We were not perfect. And this so, is stuff we were wrong about for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was cool though to see, you know, what has changed. Why do we think the way that we did? And it's honestly very refreshing to know that, you know, no one's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and it's good to accept that you've made a mistake in the past, but also what you can learn from it. I think a lot of people never want to admit that they're wrong about anything, but that's very, <laughs> very dangerous because if you don't admit it, you won't look at why you were wrong. So then the likelihood is you'll be wrong about something similar in the future because you didn't yeah. look at it and go like, you know what? I was wrong about that. So the next time something similar comes up, I could remember, ooh, I was wrong about that. Mm. Let me really analyze this and make sure that maybe I can be right this time or at least have a better chance at it. Yeah. Uh, Mental is so huge. Yeah. Making sure you have a good mindset about things will help you immensely in life. I think a lot of people just think like if I admit I'm wrong or if I admit to myself that I'm wrong, then I have to think of myself as less, but that's not true at all. If anything, you're stronger because you grow from mistakes. Yeah. You go, okay, I've, I've been wrong in the past. I'll probably be wrong again in the future, but I'm going to try not to be. Yeah. Do you think an athlete that's like, ah, oh, shoot, I threw an interception. I'm just a worse quarterback. Or they went, you know what? I misread the coverage because of X, Y, and Z. This is the things I did incorrectly, I can watch it, review it, and make sure I don't make that same mistake again. The, they say one of the best talents you can have in sports is a short memory. Ah, interesting. So you don't dwell on your mistakes. You don't say, oh, I was never wrong. You just don't let it mess up the next play. Right, yeah, I was right. wrong about that. I messed that up. But I'm still going to go out and do... I'm not, If I'm thinking about that, then I'm likely to mess something up in the future. So just let it go. Yeah. Um, the next episode is a must-watch. It's episode number 253, and this was the one where they uh, asked me to join the Commander Advisory Group. To the Rules Committee. Yeah. yeah. So, what is the CAG, Josh? Yeah, the Commander Advisory Group, and a lot of people get this wrong, There, there's a group of us that were asked to be advisors to the Rules Committee. So, we are not on the Rules Committee. We don't actually make any decisions we just advise those people sheldon menory uh, like and the rest yeah that sheldon gavin toby scott larrabee who are on the committee and do make the decisions but they wanted to get a more diverse perspective than just them uh and so they asked a bunch of people uh you know to basically yeah. give them that advice and that's what we do so it it, it was, it took a little while. I think they didn't really know how it was going to work at first. And so there was a little bit of figuring that out in the first few months, but it's hit a nice sort of even keel now. Well, um, we recently added uh, Game Nights alum, Olivia Gobert Hicks to the Commander Advisory Group, who's been a great addition. And it really is just Sheldon or somebody else from the Rules Committee just taking people's temperatures about, hey, what do you think about this rule or this possible change or these types of things? Not even to say that they're thinking about doing it, just trying to get some perspectives and things. Yeah. And so we just weigh in and then we say, good luck. Hope you make a good decision. Hope you don't ban Iona, but they did. <laughs> it's not like decision by committee, but it's decision with the, you know, with being informed with people that are that hold different places in the committee. So basically getting good diverse representation of what sort of the overall temperature might be, which is great. I do want to say too, uh, going into it, you know, I was a little bit... I don't know if wary is the right word, but I was unsure. I think wary is a good word for it. Sure. I was un, I, I was a healthy un, wariness, I th I'd say. Yeah. I, I was just unsure how it would work in reality. It's very nice to say, like, we're going to ask these people their opinions mm -hmm. because that's good optics for the rules committee. They get to go out and be like, right. see, we got opinions from all these people. And then we made <laughs> this decision. But, you know, I, I went into it thinking, like, it's very possible that we go in there and they don't actually care about any of the the it's opinions just they're just service yeah yeah they're just using this as a, a way to a sort of good pr and so but I, that hasn't been my experience the 
all the people on the rules committee are very thoughtful. Now, I disagree with them constantly, and they don't always listen to my advice specifically. Like, like I said, they banned Iona, they banned Paradox Engine, they did some stuff that I didn't like. But at the same time, I don't get the feeling that they're they're paying lip paying lip service, like you said, that they're yeah. not listening. Well, I mean, disagreeing with them is probably why you're on the committee. Maybe. Or it's not the real committee, the advisory group. Right, I mean, right. I think having dissenting voices is important because, again, it's a diverse opinion. Uh, Josh was out of town for episode 255, but I think it's a must-watch episode because DJ came in and hosted with me. It was just me and him, and we talked about blinging out our decks, and we have all these, like, really dumb, fancy shots of cards. Awesome. You yeah. were, like... <laughs> Yeah. You had like built stands. Yeah, we built you like you could were just like, bought them on Amazon, by the way. You're but, like doing smoke effects. Yeah, we had on smoke the... uh, coming off the cards. Uh, we had uh, uh, Craig Alfred or Lady and, yeah, or whoever's like, doing this. Please show the shots. Yeah, and they had uh, I had Alfred holding my fly, cell phone flashlight, <laughs> yeah, like holding it over the cards. Focus effects and crazy lighting. Yeah, just to be like, here are the cool ways we blinged out our decks, and it was funny because you know we had to scan a lot of the altars that DJ had in as well. It was just it was a lot of work for an episode, but it was really fun because it's something that we don't really talk about on the show because it's a very visual thing and so we're like how are we going to show this like okay we can do it like this as a result i blinged out one of my decks hardcore because you guys were like cool you guys were like all into i was like i don't have a bling deck i need one now shout out to the proxy guy for that one (laughs) i was like so i want some of my cards to look cool and smoky next time smoky (laughs) (laughs) just go with a mini smoke machine bust that out of your uh, your bag yeah that was the first episode i had missed 255 that's crazy all right, 258 is the next one we're going to talk about. This was the first time we ever had a fan on game nights, and that was Jacob. And then we actually brought him on to be on an episode of the podcast as well. He auditioned. Yeah. He's a patron of the show. Thank you, Jacob. So he was talking about his Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better deck, which is a really cool deck. And I've actually seen a bunch out in the wild people, like when I was at Command Fest Seattle, I oh, cool. played against at least two people who were like, I built this deck because of that deck that guy bought on oh, Game Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's a, you know, clone your stuff, steal your stuff type of deck. I think Brandon Sanderson would actually like that deck too. Yeah, he would. Yeah. He definitely would. It was It's in the right colors, right? Yeah. So, that's cool. Yeah. If you like Jacob's deck or, you know, if you brewed something like us, let us know. Um, episode 267 I would consider another one of the top 10 episodes uh, we have a judge that always comes on for game nights now to make sure that we're n- making as few rules mistakes as possible and Josh sat down with one of the judges Danny Simard to discuss one of the most misunderstood parts of the game and this is one that we hear constant feedback about being like thank you so much I made my player group listen to this and everything is so much better and I think it's something we took for granted which is just like a lot of people really don't fully understand how the stack works priority and all that stuff and it's something that we even didn't fully understand until we had judge Danny on to really break down the aspects of it and tell the audience well how it worked yeah it's called the power of priority and the stack episode 267 i honestly have listened to this episode a couple times myself to remember certain things like i'm like oh I sort of forget how that works yeah uh i'm gonna listen to the episode and, and try and remember a uh, big shout out to murph josh murphy who edits on game nights and a lot of our content who helped put together all of this murph is like a, a mini judge he probably could be an l1 if he wanted to be yeah and um most players are like l.5s i'd say <laughs> yeah definitely like we get rules questions all the time uh, on our twitter facebook everything else and most of the time i'm pretty sure about the answer but i always have to give the caveat that i'm not a judge because yeah i will be like i think it's this but let's ask the judge yeah and we at text least, eli for him like eli what do you think yeah <laughs> and at least like 10 to 15 percent of the time i am wrong so yeah. i am not a judge and you know this kind of proved it or more importantly we explain it in the wrong way but right. like it's arrive like the at the right correct, conclusion yeah that's not why yeah <laughs> All right, time for more giveaways. This is for tw- number 24 through 27. So uh, if you are on Instagram, tag CommandCast or use the hashtag CommandCast300 on the post. And uh, if you could be on Game Nights, let us know what deck you would bring. 
and why. Yeah. Simple as that. Very cool. All right, home stretch. We're into the last 30 episodes. Not the last, the most recent 30 episodes. There you go. Yeah, We're yeah, just yeah. ending the show after this one. Yeah, uh, this one's really fun. It was a must-watch episode, in my opinion. It's why some commanders aren't popular. And Donald Miner, who joined our show way, way, way back in the day as well, he runs edhrec.com. It's the number one place I refer people to when they have deck-building questions uh, that are our Discord on Patreon. Um, and he brought in some really detailed analytics, and we sat down and we broke it down. We saw graphs, and we basically analyzed why certain commanders coming out of sets may not be as popular as others and one of the big questions that i still that i was still confused by was like why is gashath the most popular naya commander yeah, or we'll never commander, guess that as opposed to zakama which is inherently more powerful in our opinion so that was really interesting to see and really interesting to think about why players do certain things yeah donald clearly it's super smart guy edh rec is become like the go-to deck building resource in the entire commander version. Yeah. And we had Donald way back in the day before anybody even knew what EDH rec right was. Right when it started, yeah. Yeah, and we were, you know, he, he's just very, very smart. And so think about questions like, yeah, Vanifar, clearly the most powerful commander from that set and yet not the most popular. It's really interesting and I think it shows interesting interesting things about commander players and what makes them tick. Which is great, by the way. Yeah. I'm glad that we all don't just gravitate towards the strongest. Uh, another must-watch episode is 275, and this was our Commander Summit for this year. Um, I think it was 275 and 277 because we split it into two. Right, and we... What we did that was different, so we used to get Phil DeLuca and Andy Hull, who were from Commander and Commander's Brew, and for like three years in a row, mm -hmm. we would get them around the same time of year, and we would go over the state of the format and, you know, what everybody was thinking. But we decided that the command, you know, because that was from the days of when there was only like four or five Commander podcasts, and we just knew those two guys, and we were like, now there are... Tons of Commander podcasts. There's people writing Commander articles. There's Commander YouTube channels. There's Twitch streamers. There's a little bit of everything, yeah. So we wanted to open it up to more people in the community. And so this was the Commander Summit where we just got the opinions of Rules Committee people, CAG members, content creators, tons and tons of different... I think there was like 35 yeah. different um, sources. And, and we just sort of opened it up to the community to for them to talk about the hot button issues. So And big, big shout out to Ashlyn for putting that together and getting assembling all the footage, logging it, getting the answers down so that when we went in to edit it together, it was a lot easier to put it together. And apologies to Mitch from Commander's <laughs> As Orders, who we forgot, but hey, we got him back for his very own episode, so hopefully we made it up to him. Also, spoiler alert, we may have made another video while I was here, which will be coming out eventually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, episode 276, this was interesting because it was the most recent wave of bands. So again, Iona, Shield of Emeria, as well as Paradox Engine were banned, and unbans like Painter Servant was unbanned. So we give our reactions there. Uh, any change in our reactions to the bands? I think I'm still pretty much of the same mind about them. Yep, shouldn't have banned Iona for sure. Paradox Engine, I wouldn't have banned it, but that's fine. Yeah. Painter Servant unbanned, totally fine. Yep. Oh, 279, this one... This one's special for a lot of reasons. Yeah, so this was the episode where we had Evan Moss from the Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, come onto our show along with Mark Rosewater. And we got to have Evan on an episode of Extra Turns. And he also helped come up with the entire topic and flesh it out, was working with us over the course of like a number of weeks to get the talking points and everything down to talk about uh, the biggest mistakes that new players make in Commander. Evan runs a a magic group at his school mm -hmm. and um, obviously with the Make-A-Wish Foundation is dealing with some health issues and is always going to be dealing with them but just such a just such a great kid. Like, yeah. I just get goosebumps thinking about Evan. And Evan, I know you're out there listening. Uh, we love you, man. And thanks for coming on our show. It was awesome. 
And it's really fun to see Mark, who's not a commander player at all, talk about, you know, decisions and, how, and you know, things that he's seen over the many, many years of teaching many players as well. So overall, actually, a, a, just a great episode. And, w- and one cool thing I don't, we probably mentioned on that show, I don't know if we did for sure, we surprised Evan. Uh, he wanted Mark to come. He had requested oh, right. it, but we weren't sure that it could happen, so we didn't let him know. But Mark just walked in that morning. Yeah, because he was uh, on his way down to yeah. Comic-Con. So that was really cool. Um, episodes 280 to 285 was Commander 2019 talk. So if you want us to, you know, hear about all the things we had back then, we also released a bunch of extra episodes talking about the reprints. That was a very busy time in the office. The uh, Wizards actually came to us and requested uh, or asked us if we would reveal like the remainders of the decks after the new cards had been yeah uh, what was being sort of unveiled stuff, so yeah. yeah we were sort of given the task of like you're going to tell everybody what's in the rest what's the rest of the cards in these decks so that was a big responsibility but it was cool uh 291 ah uh, it's another question bag episode but with one of the best titles ever we got better at titling episode. things yeah <laughs> the truth about game nights it's funny because josh and i were like like what should we call this like why you're wrong about game nights like oh no that's not that's not good it's like ah and then we settled on the truth about game nights at the end of it um but yeah we talk about game nights quite a bit um because of some adverse reactions to the show we wanted to make sure that we just cleared the water and people understood where we were coming from as content creators and it's something that i think we focus more and more on recently especially in this episode that's gonna be coming out soon to content creators um so that you know if you want to learn more about our process again there's the creative process episode with rob Pryor, and this is another really good one to watch if you want to hear more about why we make the decision we do for game nights and such and speaking of mitch from the commander's quarters we had him on episode 293 talking about the best decks to build on a budget mitch is the budget king and yes we sat down and played some games with him with his 50 dollar decks all his decks are literally 50 dollars and under or at least were that when he built when them. he built them yeah and you can't That's tell. impressive. You can't tell. Like, he won games. He was in every game. His decks were formidable and scary. Quite often, he was the arch enemy. Yeah. He, yeah. he was... Yeah, he's a very good deck builder, but it also just goes to show that budget shouldn't really hold you back and, and you shouldn't worry about it too much. You can definitely be in games. Uh, I also want to say, Mitch has started his own podcast as well. So if you switch, oh. if you search for Commander's Quarters on your podcast app, you'll probably find. He's only got a couple episodes now, but it's He's also Mitch. got an incredible voice. I love that voice. Yeah, it's Mitch. He does great stuff. So definitely check it out. All right. The last episode we're going to be talking about is 295. And a lot of viewers ask us how to determine a deck's power level. So we break it down from one to 10 and what each of the numbers mean. And we do consider this to be a top 10 episode because it's the question that we say you should ask players when we sit down the table hey what's everyone's deck power level what are we looking at here and so this is a really good way to gauge you know for each of your decks if it's a five a seven a nine or whatever or even a one and what that means as well so we really break it all down there okay so we've gone through all of our episodes here i just want to list the top 10 ones um it's nice that one of our top 10 was a recent episode we haven't lost this up jimmy Thank goodness. We're still good. We're still on top of our And we've game. got many coming up. <laughs> so our top 10 episodes of all time, this is Jimmy and my picks for the ones that you should go listen to if you haven't, or maybe re-listen to some of them. Mana Bases, that was episodes 39 and 40. We're cheating a little because it was a two-part episode, Same but topic. we're counting as one. Politips and Politricks. Still a bad name, but a good episode. <laughs> yeah, I actually kind of like that name. It's grown on me. Uh, that's episode number 43. How to Play Faster, that's episode 110. Card Draw versus Card Advantage, that's episode number 127. Commander Deck Building Template, that's episode 151. The Importance of Mana Curve, that's episode number 156. Lessons from the Great War, that's episode 190. Biggest Mistakes Commander Players Make, episode number 196. The Stats Episodes, That's, again, a two-parter, and we're cheating a little. It's number 238 and 239. 
The Power of Priority and the Stack. That's episode 267. And then How to Determine Your Power Level, which is episode 295. Nice. You notice anything about this list? Uh, There are 10 episodes on them. They're all evergreen topics. Yeah, they're very, very evergreen. And they're, in general, things that every player should know when, yeah. they're, when they're playing commander uh, whether or not it's how to make a good mana base or build a deck as a whether or, or how to like politically navigate your way through the game or not make rules mistakes they're just very basic things that obviously are evergreen and can apply to a large large you know top period of time yeah it doesn't matter when we recorded it when you started playing what cards have come out or been designed since then all of these topics will apply i think in commander in some respect you know, for a long, long time. So definitely, if you haven't listened to any of those episodes, we do highly recommend it. Um, I'm proud of our work. I think this is, I think this is a solid top 10 episodes. list. Yeah. I think so. I yeah. think we can include one more on there that we didn't talk about. And that's the time we both ate hot sauce and talked about the preview card. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that's that one. That's <laughs> number 11. Oh boy, what a torture. That was great. We should do that again. Yeah, we'll definitely show the footage there. You'll see me sweating profusely and Josh <laughs> oh, just being so like, good. this is easy. Okay, come on. We got to tell the little story. That somebody sent us ghost pepper hot sauce yep. and we decided we had a preview card for like Commander 2017 or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a dragon that came out of the grid. It was like boneyard a boneyard dragon, dragon or something. Yeah, it was whatever. a bad card. It was bad. <laughs> So we decided, well, how can we make this interesting? We'll, we'll spice it up, literally. Yeah, so we took spoonfuls of the ghost pepper hot sauce and then at the start and then continued to do the episode. Jimmy, like, immediately, like, within seconds starts sweating. I'm just sweating thinking about it. And we had to, like, get some paper towels because you were, like, just, like yeah. dripping off your nose. Yeah, that was great. And you just were really like, mm, I'll just keep on taking it throughout <laughs> the episode. And that's why we have hot sauce you, on the you set, took, by the you way. You kept taking You're like, okay, give me another one. You were, you were yeah. a trooper. Well, because yeah. I, I, you know, I can't, I can't stop. I can't, I can't be like, no, I, I'm tapping out. We still have to talk about the card uh, and make it interesting because it was bad. Okay. The final way, the final giveaway is on Twitter again. So again, tweet at commandcast, hashtag commandcast300. We've got many episodes ahead of us in the future and play more game nights and extra turns to go with it. If there's one thing you could tell us, what would it be? Ooh. These are all kind of like to the listeners yeah. questions too. Well, and, and we do have a to the listeners question for this episode, which is I think similar. Yeah. It's what are your favorite episodes of our show that we've ever done? Is it anything that's not on our top 10 list? Are there, because we don't always know, right? The creators of a thing have a different outlook on the thing than the people yeah. consuming it. Totally. And maybe there's an episode that like you all love that to us, from creating because we have biases maybe it was hard to create or it didn't turn out exactly how we wanted or, or we didn't feel like we addressed it entirely you know, yeah to the best of our abilities but whatever. maybe we're wrong and you really loved it and that could help us a lot picking topics in the future and also mm-hmm. yeah what topics do you hope that we will tackle in the future maybe that we haven't already or the ones you know a lot of times we think oh we've done that so we can't do it again yeah whereas, that's a good point yeah that does stop us a lot yeah whereas it's like i think you know Episode 39 was five years ago. so <laughs> We could probably cover mana bases again, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So maybe there are topics that you're like, you guys could definitely talk about this again. I mean, if a men's health magazine can talk about six-minute abs on every single hmm. one of their ep- uh, episodes, uh, one of their publications, yes, then I think we could probably cover some topics again if you would find it interesting. So let us know. Indeed. And of course, as always, this show is brought to you by cardkingdom.com slash commandzone. They've been sponsoring us for hundreds of episodes now, and we're so very grateful to them. 
and for them because they provide great service. They they ship incredibly fast, especially in this holiday season. You're going to buy Magic cards anyway if you're buying them for friends, family, sealed products, whatever you may want. Even board games. Card Kingdom has oh, it all. That's a really a good idea, right? Because at this time of year, maybe I'm buying something for a family member who doesn't play Magic. Card Kingdom's still going to have board games and other types of Tons. games Tons. Yeah, that you can order. So you can still support us, get gifts for your family, make sure that it gets there in time for the holidays. Cardkingdom.com slash command zone. And also, our other sponsor, Ultra Pro, makes great stuff for Magic, but also applies to those board games and things too. Totally. So most board games have cards and other things. And board game enthusiasts, our friend Matt, oh boy, has like all the crazy compartments and the ways to keep everything safe. He's sleeved all the cards for all of his board games and he's got shelves of them and you need the stuff, the sleeves and everything for that. And one thing you can do if you buy somebody a board game for Christmas or something like that, if you got them sleeves and stuff too, I think they would really appreciate it and maybe not something that they would think of uh, as well just to keep their game like really intact. So Ultra Pro really does make the best stuff to sort of protect your stuff. Yeah, so make sure you do that. All right, moving on to the end step where we talk about something cool outside of the world of magic and the 300 episodes we just covered. You got anything, Josh? (laughs) I mean, we can skip the end step today. I'm I'm fine with that. I have no triggers. Uh, Yeah, I think... Listen, it's near the end of the year. This is already a long episode. We will think of something cool to talk about in the new year. But uh, how about how about this? A oh, board game that you like and maybe can find on cardkingdom.com slash command zone. Uh, you, you go first because you're a big time board game player. Uh, I would recommend for sale. Really easy, simple game. You're basically buying up properties in the first phase of the game and then you're trying to sell them. Okay. That's it. I like... Um, werewolf type games a lot totally so coup is a oh, really coup. fun one yeah, and yeah, very yeah. simple very uh, simple very fast and super know, fast i like that too anything does not talk about politics at the table uh over family <laughs> holidays play a board game instead and yell at each other about rules that's yeah. way because at the end of the day you're like oh, i was just accuse them right. of being the spy or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just don't relate to real life and you're having a great time uh, if you are traveling during the holidays, uh, hopefully we've filled some time for you, but there's a lot of airplane time, Uber time, mm-hmm. in the car with the family, or just like, you know, trying to avoid them. You're just at the table with headphones in, everyone's just yeah. babbling around, you're like, I'm in my special happy place. <laughs> That's right, totally fine, but you know, we're probably not going to have you covered for enough time for all of that. Indeed. So another place that you might go to sort of check out some cool magic content is the Masters of Modern. They have a great podcast, Alex Kessler, Ben Maitman, they talk about the modern format, all things competitive magic. They are our sister podcast. You can find them on all your podcast apps as well as just type the Masters of Modern into the search bar on YouTube and they'll pop right up. All right. Our editing, graphics, and logistics team. And by the way, throughout these 300 episodes, this team has grown alongside with it. And again, we cannot thank the patrons and the supporters of our Kickstarters enough because you are helping make these things happen. Like when you talked about the stats episode, that happened because of the help that we were able to hire as well as the help that we were given from the community. So you guys really help fuel this content. We can't be more than enough grateful for you all. Craig Blanchett, Ashlyn Rose, Alfred Destaka, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, and Sam Waldo all contribute here at the Command Zone House as well. I was going to say, as, as Lady, Lady Danger, Danger, who has newly joined the team in the last few weeks and is doing yes. a great job. So thank you, everybody, and thank you, everybody out there, for watching slash listening. Hey, I got to say it. Yeah. Uh, to all of our stuff, we look forward... Well, I don't think this is the last episode of the year, yeah. but still... 300. 300. Pretty crazy. Yeah, let's kick some uh, people off the cliff. What is it? Like the movie. Oh. This uh, is Sparta! Sparta! This is Boom. Command Zone. Boom. Yeah, thanks everybody for watching. I don't know if <laughs> that's, that's a, in that's the holiday spirit, Jimmy. That's what we do every time we throw Jimmy. the paper out. It's like, <laughs> this is...
done with this page. Sparta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely right. not the Holy Spirit, though. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time. Peace on Earth. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.